What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. As always, thank you so much, Uncle Mosh, for that awesome intro to Silver and Black Flashback. I hope to keep on earning that praise you give me. And never to be left out is my man Murph, the host of the greatest Raiders podcast out there. Thanks so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio, as well as having the chance to be part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. Also, I cannot thank you enough for saying such awesome things about my new book, Championship Diary, about our Raiders Super Bowl eighteen victory. And if you get a chance, Raider Nation, check it out on Amazon or go to the link provided on Murph's show. And to Murph's co-hosts, Swag Jeff and Michelle, and all of the Silver and Black faithful listening around the world, I am so proud as hell to bring you stories of the people and moments that helped make our Raiders history so glorious. And with all that being said, why not get on with this, our time together once again on Silver and Black Flashback. During the early 1980s, the Raiders had one hell of a linebacker unit. Longtime veteran and team jokester Ted Hendricks, fiery Matt Millen, and a Defensive Player of the Year award winner Rod Martin were the three linebackers that seemed to attract the most attention. There will be episodes of Flashback dedicated to Matt Millen and Rod Martin in the future, and Hendricks already has been covered on episode 18. However, On this, the 56th episode of Silver and Black Flashback, we are going to look at the fourth member of the unit, a quiet, hard-hitting player that overcame a few career lows before becoming a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Raiders in both Oakland and Los Angeles. Stillwater, Minnesota, a suburb of the Minneapolis-St. Paul metropolitan area, was where Robert Lee Nelson was born on June 30, 1953, to parents Wade and Diane Nelson. Stillwater was where Bob Nelson's athletic talents were displayed as a four-sports star at Stillwater High School. Under head coach Carver Folks, Nelson won all Metro honors as a six-foot-four, 220-pounder. He played tight end, tackle, and linebacker, and was described by some rival conference coaches as the best college line prospect the Suburban League produced in 10 years. He also earned all-conference and all-state honors as a linebacker. He then capped off his high school football career by being honored with one of the Stillwater Ponies' most cherished prizes, the Big Red Hitter Award, in recognition of his tough physical play. His high school athletic career also saw Nelson receive varsity letters in basketball, baseball, and track before graduating in 1971. For the next phase of his education and athletic endeavors, Nelson narrowed his college choices down to the University of Minnesota 
and the University of Nebraska. On May 6, 1971, he signed a letter of intent with Nebraska, and over the course of the next four years, Bob Nelson established himself as a premier college linebacker. Even before playing one game for the Cornhuskers, legendary Nebraska head coach Bob Devaney stated in July of 1971 that Nelson was the best high school linebacker his staff saw on film that year. Now that's very high praise coming from the head coach of the defending national champions. Nelson did not rest on his laurels after such praise from one of college football's premier head coaches. He helped lead the freshman team to an undefeated season in 1971 while the varsity was clinching its second straight national championship. As a sophomore in 1972, Nelson was on the varsity as a middle linebacker, and expectations were high for a third straight national title for Nebraska. Unfortunately, an early loss to UCLA ended Nebraska's 32-game winning streak at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, but the Cornhuskers rallied back to finish the year with a 9-2-1 record, which was good enough to claim the 1972 Big 8 Conference Championship and a fourth-place finish in the Associated Press final rankings, and Nelson had 35 tackles that season. Following the 1972 season, Bob Devaney retired as head coach and turned the team's fortunes over to his offensive coordinator, Tom Osborne, who would also become one of college football's all-time greatest coaches. Switching over to outside linebacker in his junior year of 1973, Nelson recorded 79 tackles, which ranked him first among Nebraska's linebackers. He recovered one fumble and had one interception, but it was a huge one. The interception helped set up a game-winning field goal in a 10-9 win over Kansas. The Cornhuskers finished with another 9-2-1 record, but this time they finished second in the Big 8 Conference. They did receive a bid to play in the Cotton Bowl against the Texas Longhorns, and Nelson had nine tackles in a 19-3 Nebraska victory, and the Cornhuskers finished with a 7th place ranking in the final Associated Press Poll. As a senior, Nelson and fellow Minnesota high school star Tom Rude gave Nebraska one of the top linebacking duos in all of college football. They became known as the Minnesota Twins, and they pounded opposing offenses on the way to helping the Cornhuskers finish at 9-3 and in a number 9 ranking in the Associated Press Poll. During the 1974 season, Nelson finished second among his fellow Nebraska linebackers with 75 total tackles, and 32 of those were solo stops. He earned second-team All-Big 8 honors and finished off his senior season with a win over Florida in the Sugar Bowl. For his college career, Nelson helped Nebraska to a very impressive 27-7-2 overall record. He was also undefeated in bowl game appearances as Nebraska won the Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, and Sugar Bowl during his three varsity seasons. He finished off his outstanding college days with selection to play in the Senior Bowl and the College All-Star Game, which was where the elite from the college ranks faced off against the defending Super Bowl champions. In Nelson's case, he got to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, all Nelson could do was wait for an opportunity to play professional football, and it did not take him long to find out if his skills were good enough for the National Football League. In the second round of the 1975 NFL Draft, the 6-foot, 4-inch, 
230-pound linebacker, was selected by the Buffalo Bills as the 42nd player selected overall. In addition to beheading to the pros, Nelson was joined by his college roommate and fellow Nebraska linebacker, Tom Rude, who was Buffalo's first-round draft pick. It seemed like all the possibilities of an incredible NFL experience awaited Nelson when he signed a three-year contract with the Bills on September 1, 1975. Unfortunately, sometimes the best laid plans do not always work out. Such was the case for Nelson in Buffalo. He hurt his foot during his rookie season and was placed on injured reserve. After three seasons of failing to break into the starting lineup, mixed with contract problems and a losing atmosphere where the Bills only won five games in two years, Nelson was released by Buffalo and signed with the Oakland Raiders as a free agent on March 7, 1978. However, things continued to look bleak for Nelson once he joined the Raiders. In the early stages of the 1978 training camp, he broke his wrist on the first play of a scrimmage against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, on the very first play, folks. Talk about suck-ass luck. Am I right? He remained on injured reserve for the 1978 season. Adding more insult was the fact that Nelson's Nebraska teammate, Tom Rude, was released by the Bills in late August of 1978. After receiving such high praise from the Bills three years earlier as the Minnesota Twins, both Nelson and Rude were bashed by Buffalo's front office for the team's poor drafting methods, whatever the hell that meant. Anyway, while the Bills' front office was playing the blame game, the Raiders released Nelson and Rude ended up in Cincinnati playing two years with the Bengals in 1978 and 1979. Undoubtedly, Nelson saw his time in Buffalo as a very unhappy experience. Losing and negative distractions were not things he was used to during his football career up to this time. Then the Raiders released him, but he signed with the San Francisco 49ers during the halfway mark of the 1979 season. He started one game against the New Orleans Saints, suffered a shoulder injury that required surgery, and on July 19, 1980, the 49ers released him. After so much promise just five years earlier, Bob Nelson was now facing a crossroad of his career. Season-ending injuries and being released from three teams naturally had Nelson in doubt and saddened by what happened to his pro football career. He seriously thought about quitting the pursuit of a football career, looking to give it all up and go to work in his father's ice cream business. However, Nelson still felt that he was good enough to play professional football and maybe, just maybe, he needed the right opportunity to jumpstart his NFL career. Just when things looked to be at their worst, fate stepped in to turn a bad situation around. And that is what happened to Nelson in 1980. Before the start of the 1980 season, defensive coach Charlie Sumner was looking over film of a practice session and noticed Nelson making a lot of tackles. Sumner came away so impressed that he told owner Al Davis that the Raiders should get him back in the silver and black. The Raiders were always looking to give players a chance, regardless of their past problems on other teams. Nelson then got his second chance to prove himself to the Raiders after the team signed him on July 22, 1980. Inside linebacker Monty Johnson was injured, and it was Nelson who stepped into a starting role, along with longtime veteran and star linebacker Ted Hendricks, rookie Matt Millen, and Rod Martin. Nelson worked hard at his craft 
and became one of the key reasons why the Raiders did so well against the run. He was a tackling machine that hit very hard, was excellent at filling the passing lane, and knew how to shed blockers. He was a quiet leader that led by example on a team that had many others attract media attention. All Bob Nelson did was play tough, giving his all to a team that believed in his skills when others did not. His second chance at a pro football career was made even sweeter when the Raiders won Super Bowl XV with Nelson making three solo tackles in a 27-10 blowout over the Philadelphia Eagles. During that 1980 championship season, Nelson missed seven games due to injury and the Raiders had a 3-4 record during his time away from the action. However, when he was terrorizing opposing offenses from his inside linebacker position, the Raiders posted a near-perfect 8-1 record. An injury suffered during the preseason forced him to miss the entire 1981 season, and the Raiders fell to 7-9 and and missed the playoffs. Nelson was back in 1982, helping the Raiders post an American Football Conference best 8-1 record. Throughout that strike-shortened season, he was the fourth-leading tackler on the team. The 1983 season saw Nelson play in all 16 regular season games, making 64 tackles, and in the Raiders' 38-9 beatdown over the Washington Redskins in Super Bowl XVIII, he had six unassisted tackles while plugging up the running lanes, allowing one of the league's premier power backs of the time, John Riggins, to only gain 64 yards on 26 carries. With four seasons and two beautiful Super Bowl rings in his possession, Nelson recorded 57 tackles during the 1984 season. In a preseason game against Washington in 1985, he suffered a knee injury that required surgery to remove a piece of bone from his right knee. When he did return, he lost his job at inside linebacker to rookie Reggie McKenzie and then retired after being placed on waivers early in the 1986 training camp. In his four active seasons with the Raiders, Nelson played in 46 games, started in 43 of them, and had a streak of 37 straight game appearances before an injury took him out of uniform. In 2000, Bob Nelson was inducted into the first ever class of the St. Croix Valley Athletic Hall of Fame in Minnesota, where his excellence on the football field from high school to the NFL were recognized. Well done, number 51. You did one hell of a job for our Raiders in your quiet, lead-by-example fashion. Thanks for the memories, my friend. Well, here we are at the end of another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. Damn, I love doing this show, and I so enjoyed my time with the audience, like I always do. But before I end this episode, I want to give some respect to some great people. To Alan V., thanks, my man, so much for coming on board with Raider Nation. We are proud to have the master of classic drive-in flicks in the silver and black fold. To Jeff W. for always listening to my show and saying such kind words about it. Thanks so much, and I hope you get a chance to catch a fish in every state. To Debbie H., whose charming personality always makes me smile. You are something else, Cuddles, and keep on listening. To newcomers to the show, Ed and Forrest. What can I say, guys, except thanks for the laughs. These two guys are also part of my classic movie posse. Ed is more for the classic cinema, while Forrest is there for the wild, good-time drive-in flicks from the 1960s to the 1990s. Hey, Forrest, got one for you. Beach Babes from Beyond. 
and I know you are laughing right now. All right, my silver and black faithful, I love and thank you all for listening. What an awesome family we have. And now, all together, loud and proud, let's bring this one home. And how do we do it? Oh, you know. Are you ready, Bruce, Matt, and Bamba? Hell yeah, you are. And everyone else, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Let me hear it. Love you, Raider Nation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.